I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Championship Roundtable. I'm hosting today. My name's James, as you already know. Um, First of all, Jake, um, obviously Norwich City can get promoted this weekend. Fortunately for them, they kick off after everyone else has this week. They kick off at 7.45 at home to Sheffield Wednesday. I think we're both in agreement that Norwich are going to go up. Uh, just a case of, first of all, whether they'll do it this weekend in kind of a tricky home game. They've been sort of stuttering in recent weeks, just about getting over the line. And then secondly, do you think they'll go on now to win the title? Yeah, it would be uh, a big game for them tomorrow, uh, as we record. Um, it It's going to be a difficult one. I think Sheffield will much improved on Steve Bruce, but you'd like to think that Norwich would go there and win. I think despite dropping a couple, uh, a few points recently, they they were definitely the better team against Reading and, and, and dominated that game in, in shots and all those expected goals and all those sort of stats. So there, that was somewhat of an unfortunate game and, and sort of down to the way Reading's up, just frustrating them. And, and it's it just one of those games. And Wigan as well was, was another one of those. And it just seems like they're taking the foot off the gas a little bit. But with the finish line in sight now, I do expect them to go and finish it off. I think they'll need Sheffield United to lose tomorrow uh, and them to win to, to confirm it. So I don't think that's probably going to happen. But I think going into Monday... Uh, where we've got the double header over the week, uh, the Easter weekend going into Monday. They're away at Stoke, and I think it'll be quite poetic for them to go away to the team that were favourites to win the division, who have flopped, uh, and and for Norwich, who were uh, unfancied at the start of the year, to go there and win and, and clinch promotion. So I think that that's probably how it's going to go. I, I think they're going to win both the games over the Easter weekend, and they can then concentrate on the Premier League. Um, obviously, they've got the small thing of winning the division first, which I think. Um, the last couple of weeks have made it a little bit interesting with Leeds winning, making up four points on them. But I'd be surprised if Norwich did let it go. Um, the only thing that's worth considering is that sometimes when a team does get promotion, they can you know, take their concentration off the league and, and give it a little bit less intensity uh, and then fall down the league. Brighton did it a couple of seasons ago when they were seven points clear of three games to go. I only bring that up as a Newcastle fan. But they, that did happen. So it's, it's that could something similar could happen here. But... Even if it did, it wouldn't take anything away from Norwich's season. I don't think winning the championship is, is, is that much of a prestige anyway, to be honest. I think the main thing's getting into the Premier League and when it rolls around, those two teams that get automatic promotion and whoever goes up through, through the playoffs will be on the same footing. So I, I think it doesn't matter too much and the main thing has to be promotion, which I, I'm sure they're going to clinch over the Easter weekend. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think for them, obviously, it'd be nice to, to get promoted in front of their own fans. But as you said, going away to Stoke, who by their account have had a really poor season down in 16th at the moment, you know, no chance of the playoffs and not really in any trouble going down, even though I think it's still mathematically possible. But I think they'd have to surrender about 20 goals and Rotherham would have to 
win every game between now and the end of the season, which obviously uh, isn't going to happen. Uh, I'll just stick my neck on the line and say that. Um, but yeah, by, by Norwich's account, fantastic season. And I'm going to bring it up one more time that I did tip him as a dark horse at the start of the season, uh, mainly for the playoffs. I won't sort of uh, give myself that much of a big head, but you know they've done fantastically well and exceeded even the expectations I had for them. I thought they'd have a, a decent season and, and sort of maybe sneak into sixth, but I don't think anyone really um, expected them to to be as convincing as they have done. And I think you know it's largely down to that recruitment in the summer. They've got it you know spot on. You look at the likes of. Stoke, for example, spent a bit of money in the summer and, you know, completely got it wrong. So hats off to Norwich. I think, yeah, definitely they will get promoted over this this Easter weekend, you know, whether it's tomorrow or or Monday, as you mentioned, uh, remains just, to be seen. Just before we move on, I just want to know your thoughts about Norwich as a, as a team in the Premier League going going into into the top five. I know they've been there before uh, in previous years a few times, but uh, never really set the world alight and, and have always returned to this level. Do you think now they're better suited to, to staying in the Premier League? Um, a stat worth considering is that the, the, the three teams going down this season, uh, by all of accounts, we've got two of them, Fulham and, and Huddersfield. A lot of comparisons can be drawn with both of those teams to um, Norwich, obviously with the, the Wagner comparisons with... Um, Farker, Daniel Farker, yeah, Farker, and then um, last year Fulham played a lot of good football in the championship and, and went up playing that good football like Norwich have. So they, you know, they both those teams that have dropped back down and they're going to be joined by by what well, it looks like Cardiff or Brighton, two teams that have come up from the championships in, in in recent years. So, do you think Norwich can stay up there, and 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 do you think they're well equipped to to take on the Premier League at this point? I think in terms of Norwich going up, I think the, the foundations are in place, yeah, for them to, to go up and stay up. You know, you only have to look at the, the young players that they've got in their squad who already have got quite a, you know, a, a vast of experience. Um, quite a few of them in the team of the year this year. I think Timo Pukki will, will carry on scoring, maybe not to the same effect that he has done this season, but I think definitely the way they play will, will suit him in the Premier League. So I think sort of in, in terms of that, I think they should, have a good grounding to go into the summer and and you know have a good go at the Premier League. I think there's there's two real things for me though that you know you mentioned Huddersfield and Fulham there and it's kind of a mixture between the two. Um, I think first of all on paper compared to Huddersfield, I think they are a better team. The Huddersfield sort of promotion still surprised me. You know at the time they got on a good run and carried that momentum into the playoffs and and went up. But you know you look at the like or the teams in the past who've gone up out of the Championship and. I'd, I think Nor- uh, Huddersfield sorry, were, were one of the weaker ones to have gone up. So I don't think it's any real surprise that they've struggled. Um, I think in terms of Fulham going up, I think the thing for them, they played good football last season. But in terms of this season, they spent you know quite a bit of money in the summer but didn't really invest it in, in Premier League quality, so to speak. I think they spent quite a bit of money on household names, so to speak. You know, the likes of Andre Schiller coming in from Dortmund, um, decent-ish player, but not really a player that's going to sort of bed into a team who, you know, are looking to kick on in the Premier League. So I think Fulham's recruitment has probably been their downfall over the summer. You know, they, by all accounts, have wasted quite a lot of that that promotion money. So I think if Norwich can find sort of a mix of bringing in Premier League experience, but also players that will benefit the team, I think at, at Fulham especially, they've had too many passengers in that team this season who haven't really sort of got to grips with the league as, as quick as they can. So... Sort of going back to your question, I think Norwich can do better than, than Fulham and Huddersfield next season, but I think 
you know, in the summer, there's, you know, a real sort of emphasis on, on bringing in the right kind of player into the football club and, and using that money wisely. You know, they've got a great youth sort of base at the moment. The two fullbacks, especially, um, who I think will do very well in the Premier League. If not with Norwich, you know, they're already attracting sort of bigger names coming in for them. So I think definitely, yeah, um, they've got a good chance of staying up. But as I said, it will be down largely to that recruitment in the summer, bringing in a bit more sort of Premier League experience or not necessarily Premier League experience, but experience. Um, how do you think they'll do? Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's interesting looking at their squad. I don't, I'm, I struggle to see them. I struggle to see this squad staying up as it is. Um, I think there's, there's a few players I think are going to go up and do very well. I think Buendia is probably going to, is going to break out as a, as a Premier League star. I can see that happening. Obviously, Aaron's and uh, and Godfrey and, and Lewis all all have talent to go up and do well there. I just think a lot of the a lot of the other players, the, the likes of, of Light, Lightner, Zimmerman, Tribal, Steepman, Hernandez, all good, decent players. But they just remind me a lot of the players that Huddersfield have had that you know brought in from abroad, sort of in their late twenties. It, I think it will be dis- difficult for them in the Premier League, to be honest. Um, I think they're going to have to to learn from. I think Cardiff are a good example of what what clubs coming up should be looking at, especially when you have that that gap in talent. I think they they saw it. They 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 their recruitment was based on yeah we we'll have a go at staying up, but we're not going to do anything crazy because if we do go back down, we want to be well set to get back up and use it as a learning experience. That's how I think teams should be viewing it now, uh, because the Premier League, there's just so much money and and to to transform yourself from a Championship team to a Premier League club in, in one summer is difficult um, now. So I, I think it needs to be looked at um, as sort of a longer-term process and, and look at relegation not being the worst thing in the world and, and to, to prepare yourself for that eventuality if it does happen. Obviously, a lot of teams, that obviously teams coming up from the Championship will stay up. That will happen. Um, but I think it's, you can't expect, I, I, I don't think you if Norwich go up, they can be expecting to stay up. I think it will be difficult for them, like it will be for any of the teams that go up. Um, to be honest, I think it's just getting harder and harder. And, and, and the fact we're seeing teams come back that have been promoted in recent years uh, quite quickly, it, it, we're not seeing... Last year, we had, we had you know three quite established um, Premier League clubs come back down. But I don't think that's going to be... The norm, to be honest, I think it's good. a lot of teams are going to struggle. Um, obviously, I'm going to be proven wrong on that <laughs> because that because teams will come up and do well. But I just, I just, yeah, I think it's difficult um, supporting a Premier League club and knowing how how tight it is at the bottom and and, and the marginal marginal gains. I, just, I I think it's going to be difficult. But it, it's all about that summer of recruitment, like you said. And I, th- I think teams need to learn from Fulham and and and, and think that there's no point in replacing your whole team because that's not going to work. But they also need to learn. Um, from Cardiff and 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 see that as a as a possible way to to manoeuvre yourself in the in the summer transfer window um, because going into the last does it, half dozen games of the season they've got a, a good chance of staying up and when nobody fancies them to do that so I, I think they need to be looked at as an example maybe not maybe not for Norwich I think that Norwich got a, a bit more quality than Cardiff had coming up but for for some of the other teams get that that could be promoted Sheffield United for one if they did get promoted they'd need to look at Cardiff and, and I think they're a good example for them but um then we'll just move on to to the promotion picture now James that going off Norwich um who are in top spot will go to the next two clubs um Leeds and Sheffield United currently positioned second and third respectively 
how do you think those two are, get, are going to swap around with in the last four games? Do you think Leeds are going to retain that that spot in second, or do you think there's more more swapping to go? Because it seems like every week a different one of them is in that second spot. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, as you mentioned there, it keeps swapping over. And I think about two or three weeks ago, I said on the podcast that, you know, I fancied Sheffield United to be that team to to grab second. And you only have to look at sort of how much it's chopped and changed since then to, you know, show that it's going to go right down to the wire. Um I think Leeds, obviously, with the upper hand at the moment, having that three-point buffer and playing at home to Wigan um, tomorrow as we're recording this, I think, you know, they'll be expecting to retain that three-point um, sort of cushion. I think the the question for Leeds is, you know, Sheffield United play earlier in the day at home to Nottingham Forest. So if Forest can go there and, and get a result, you know, that really puts the emphasis on Leeds to go out and, you know put on a show for their fans I think you know they should comfortably beat Wigan I think for Leeds especially they are going to get that second spot they need to win tomorrow you know you look at the two games that they've got coming up after that away at Brentford which is you know one of the tougher away games in the championship this season and then at home to Aston Villa who you know were no sort of real slouches and a team that are you know second half of the season as we touched on the other week when I think it was me and you on Jake and, and teams that could get into the playoffs we we highlighted Aston Villa as, you know, one of the teams that could get into the plus and potentially win it. So I think definitely for Leeds tomorrow, if they are wanting to get that second place, you know, which they'll all be desperate for a result, you know, at this stage of the season is, is imperative for them. Obviously, last game of the season away at Ipswich, who were already down, but, you know, a team with nothing sort of to play for, so to speak, on the last day before they go down in front of their own fans will be wanting to, you know, try to get as much of a feel-good factor going into that League One season next year. So, you know, that won't be an easy game, even though it looks it on paper. Um, so I think Leeds at the moment, yeah, best suited. I think the Sheffield United running is is slightly easier on paper. Um, but obviously, you know, some tricky away games at, at Hull and Stoke uh, sort of coming up for them. So 
if you were to ask me a team that would go up um, sort of automatically now, I'd, I'd play it safe and go Leeds purely for the fact that they are, you know, in pole position at the moment with that three-point cushion. But I think, you know, between now and the end of the season, there's going to be plenty of, of chopping and changing again, as we've seen over recent weeks. Um, out of them two, which I'd fancy to do better in the Premier League, I think at the moment I'd probably say Leeds. Uh, you know, they've got sort of that real quality um, for them some exciting youngsters coming through. I think the, the thing with Sheffield United, for me, they haven't really altered that team that came up from League One too much. And, you know, while they've done fantastically well over last year and especially this year in the Championship, I think if they went up to the Premier League, they'd need not a substantial overhaul, but they'd need to bring in quite a few players. And as we touched on sort of before with Fulham, you know, trying to bring in quite a few players to get them to gel into a team straight away in a new division is is never easy. So, in terms of teams that would go up and, and, you know, do well, I think Leeds would be the, the one out of the two that would be best suited. Um, but, you know, uh, at this stage of the season, if I was sort of to call the team that go up in second, I'd, I'd, you know, as much as it pains me being a Preston fan, I'd go with Leeds. Um, how do you sort of see the, the race going between them two? Yeah, it's I, I, I agree. I think Leeds are going to go and do it. I think they've they've been the best team Um for the for the most part, um, especially when you look at expected goals and things like that, they've done very well in in those models. So I think I'd be surprised if they blew it from here. I think they're they're in the driving seat, and it it's it's all on them to to go on and and clinch that that promotion that they've wanted for so long. Um, since they were relegated back in the early two thousands, I think it's been a long time coming. Um, but I think they're finally going to get back there, and it it will be. Um, I think it'll be good to see, to be honest. I think that the, the fans have been for a lot and it, it'll be good to see them back in the Premier League. Whereas I agree on Sheffield United. Um, I think that it might be a step too far now. Um, but they can go into those playoffs with, with a lot of confidence. And we had Lewis Hobbs on a, a few weeks ago and he said that he thought that whichever team missed out out of these top three, that they would go on and win the playoffs. Um, not sure I'm quite in agreement with that. I think we're seeing Aston Villa come on strong now. But... They've definitely got the potential to go through the playoffs. I think they're, they're quite good in the big games. We saw them um, do well uh, at Carrow Road a few weeks ago, um, or, or a couple of months ago now. They, they drew there with a better team uh, and then went and won at Leeds. So um, they, I think they've they've got the potential to win in those big games uh, when it comes to the playoffs. But yeah, I think Leeds are going to go on and, and clinch it. And Marcelo Bielsa will be in the Premier League, which would, which would be great to see for everybody. I think he's been a... A great addition to the championship, the way he's pl- uh, played football, some of the press conferences he's given, obviously the Spygate thing, he's, a- he's added a lot to the league uh, uh, and it would be great to see him go on and clinch that promotion. Yeah, I agree with you on, on the points that you said there. Um, so moving on now, just quickly, uh, and, and what a difference a week makes. You know, last week I was really disappointed for Alex Neil was on his way out um, on his way to West Brom and while I won't get too much into the game because that's one of our worst performances this season but you know at this stage now with you know the playoffs out of touch and and you know can't get relegated it's not bothered me too much obviously I would have liked to have gone on and, and won that game and you know give the fans on Gentry Day something to to celebrate um you know at the end of the game Alex Neal straight down the tunnel uh, all the players came over and applauded the fans but you know Neil straight down the tunnel and I think everyone was expecting them him to leave and you know 
out of the surprise of everyone, uh, the club, you know, the next day tweets that he's, he's signed a new three-year deal with us, which came out of absolutely nowhere. People claiming to be in the know at the club said it, you know, was a done deal. He was off to West Brom. Everyone had sort of had enough of him, really, uh, after, you know, being straight down the tunnel after a 4-1 uh, away defeat in, you know, one of our most important away games of the year from a fan point of view. So, real surprise sort of on our part, but the question to you, Jake, where does that leave West Brom now going into the playoffs? Obviously, golden opportunity for James Shen. Um, you know, no one expects him to, to basically get them promoted via the playoffs, you know, coming in with little experience of, of managing sort of a first team. Um, you know, no one expects him. So if he doesn't do it in the playoffs, no real sort of hardship on him. I think the, the questions then would be asked at the board about sacking Darren Moore. Um, but if he gets them promoted via the playoffs, you know, instant hero around the uh, the, the sort of city and, and a promotional in his CV, how do you, first of all, expect them to do in the playoffs? Do you reckon he can take them sort of up via that route? And then secondly, who do you think they go for now? Obviously, there's been names banded around like David Wagner and, and Jukanovic, I think, are the two favourites at, at this moment in time of recording. Do you think that they would go with either of them or do you expect someone to come out of left field and, and potentially take the reins in the summer? I'm excited for the playoffs. I think it, the, there's going to be four good teams in it. It looks like Villa uh, are going to be one of those. It looks like, uh, obviously, Sheffield United or Leeds will be in it uh, and and West Brom, um, so that so would be good to watch. Bristol City, Middlesbrough, Derby, all all contenders still. Um, I think the one good thing for West Brom is the playoffs are an absolute lottery, and I don't think, I don't think the Championship playoffs are often decided on like tac- tactical masterclasses or anything like that. It's their games full of high intensity, um, and and it it really is just just which players get get up for it more um i i it's not quite like um say the champions league semi-final or, or an, a, a, an an fa cup semi-final or anything like that that there's not the same level of tactics going on um because there's just so much emotion in in those games and there's so much riding on them it, it doesn't quite come down to it and when you look at the managers that are going to be involved um you know you've got um dean smith lee johnson uh Potentially Frank Lampard, or potentially Bielsa, Pied, uh, potentially Wilder. Out of those names, you, you're only really saying Bielsa uh, uh, and and Pulis are pushed at those tactical managers. So I don't, I don't think it, it, it's going to matter too much. And West Brom is scoring so many goals, even with uh, Shan at the uh, at the uh, at the helm. Obviously, got four against Preston, got two away against Bristol City, um, even though they lost scored three against Birmingham so they're scoring goals and, and you look at that game against Bristol uh, City a couple of weeks ago yes they lost 3-2 but if that was in the playoffs that wouldn't look a bad result you know um, to be honest I don't uh, I think you, you'd fancy West Brom to go to to do well at home uh, so yeah I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a disadvantage to be honest I think they've got the quality to, to win the playoffs if it all clicks for them Dwight Gale's obviously finding a bit of form who I still think is, is the best striker in this division um, so it's I think they've got a chance. Whatever happens, I think that the decision to sack more now looks stupid uh, because now they they've obviously left themselves with a hole in the dugout uh, which they haven't filled, and, and it it it's it's beggar's belief that they did that, especially when their playoff position was was pretty much set. It that I 
I don't know what they gain from that now, but I still I still think they've got a chance. I, they're, they're they're in with a chance going into into those playoffs. I, 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 they wouldn't be my favourites, but I wouldn't write them off. And purely that that goal scoring potential they have, that they, they, they're a threat, um, regardless of of who the manager is. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you look at them sort of on paper, I think, you know, while they've been a bit hit and miss in recent weeks, I think they've got one of the strongest squads that had a sort of playoff pack that you mentioned there. You know, they put four past us, a couple were down to sort of really stupid defensive errors on our part, but, you know, they're forced by the likes of Gale and Rodriguez, you know, hurrying the back four. And I think at this level, I can't think of a, a better sort of strike partnership than them two. You don't have to look at you know how they started the season and they were both sort of grabbing the headlines. So I think over the course of a, a free game playoff campaign, you know them two up front will be absolutely crucial for them. Sort of in terms of you know going to away games like you mentioned, scoring a lot of goals, especially in the playoffs, that'll be vitally important. And yeah, while they wouldn't be my favourites going into it, I think you know definitely they have the potential to to go on and get promoted via uh, by the playoffs um touching just quickly before we uh, sort of look at previewing games for for next week or this weekend coming sorry so to speak um bolton obviously announced yesterday that they uh, are in the midst of a takeover now. I think it's just waiting for, for EFL sort of approval to go through. And, you know, for Bolton fans, I know a couple from work, you know, massive relief for for them. You know, a, a week or two ago, they were worrying about not being able to complete all their games between now and the end of the season. So really good news for them. Um, obviously, looking at where they are in the league table at the moment, I think even the most optimistic Bolton fan... Um, you know, with the situation they're in, accepts you know playing in League One next season is is going to be an almost certainty. How do you sort of see their end to the season going now? And obviously, with that takeover coming into effect, do you reckon they can bounce back next season, or do you think it will be a couple of years down in League One before we see them back in the Championship? I think there's a, a lot to be decided here, um, and, and a lot of unknowns. So I'd, I'd be approaching it with caution. Um, Read just just a couple of minutes ago that, that the players still haven't been paid, so that's that's, that's an ongoing issue. Uh, I've read a lot of things about the the potential potential buys. He's previously been banned from football, which I mean is not good. So I yeah, they could be jumping out the frying pan and into the fire with this one. I think it that what I've read isn't too encouraging, and and and, and the position Bolton are in right, right now, they're going to attract a certain type of businessman and I, I'm not sure that's going to be conducive to getting back into the championship to be honest I'd, I'd be worried um, uh, and I'm, I'll wait for, for more information before I make a a firm decision on this I, I just feel sorry for the fans obviously uh, we're established Premier League club um, for a long time really to, in, in the 2000s and, and to see them now dropping back into League 1 after um, what was a, a really good survival last year obviously did that with their backs against the walls and had a similar sort of season and it, it's not been disastrous it, it could have been a lot worse um the players have continued to sort of fight and and i think parkinson it has it, done very well under the circumstances to be honest um i i it's yeah i'd, I'd be worried to be i don't, i can't see them coming back to the championship in in the next one or two years i, I i'm worried for them 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think even though obviously that takeover is imminent, as you mentioned, you know, the, the sort of the circus that follows him uh, sort of coming in, you know, is the last thing that they need at the moment. Um, I think in terms of, yeah, it's good on the one part that I think he's cleared the debts of the club, but obviously, as you mentioned, the players still haven't been paid. So obviously there's that underlying issue still. And I think, you know, over the course of the next few years, I think it'll be a real sort of steady in the, the ship process for them. I don't think that they'll go and throw a load of money at it and, and try and get promoted straight away. Um, you know, or on the other end, they could be completely wrong in it. it, it lands him in even further mess but I think definitely as you said I think it'll be you know a couple of years before we see them sort of challenging to get back into the championship which you know for a Bolton fan obviously as you touched on last season staying up um you know disappointing for them but I think at the end of the day as long as they sort of get through this still as a football club um I think it's the main thing for them with the sort of amount of pressure that's sort of been on them financially um over recent months um, but just before we round up, we'll uh, sort of preview a few games. I think what I'm going to do, um, I've got two here for uh, tomorrow as we're recording this now, and then one for Monday. Um, the first game that I want to sort of preview for tomorrow, Jake, is the the late game that we touched on earlier, Norwich versus Sheffield Wednesday. Um, obviously, as we mentioned at the top of the the show, Norwich potentially can get promoted there. How do you see that game going? Do you reckon, even if they can't get promoted, would you expect them to, to go on, put on a show for the fans and, and come away winners in that game? Or would you expect Sheffield Wednesday, who've been in decent form under Steve Bruce, to go there and, and cause an upset? I think it'll be a good game. I think Sheffield Wednesday have come on a lot since Steve Bruce has taken over. And I don't think that should come as a surprise. He's proven at this level. Perhaps didn't go his way at Aston Villa, but did get him to a playoff final. Um, so it wasn't like he was a, a complete failure there and has done other good work in this division before. So... I, with, with both Hull and, and Birmingham, so I, I think I think they'll they're a team to watch out for for next season. Uh, I think they've got the the quality there, and and with Bruce at the helm, I think they're going to be competing at the top end of the league again, like they were uh, under Carvajal. But for this weekend, um, I think Norwich are going to go and win. I think that they've got that promotion in sight now, and I'd be surprised if they let it slip um, and make things any more nervy than they have to be so I think they're going to win that game and, and put them in a position on Monday to go and clinch that promotion Yeah I agree we, I think Norwich will, uh, will be wanting to go out and you know do all they can to get over the line so I expect them while it'll be a good game and, and Sheffield United certainly won't be you know a pushover um, obviously playoffs have gone for them now um, sort of more or less so I think you know they're players might take their foot off the gas a little and Norwich, you know, still all to play for. So I think Norwich will probably win out uh, winners in this. You know, predicting a Norwich score this season has been really difficult. You know, they went through that that phase of getting, you know, various last minute goals over the course of like a month. So if they can sort of repeat that, it'd be great sort of entertainment for the fans. But I think they'd be wanting to come out sort of comfortable winners. Um, if I was to go for a score, I'd probably say 2-0 uh, to Norwich. Um, you know, I think they've got enough quality and, and know-how um, this season to, to get them over the line. Um, the second game for tomorrow that I want to preview, um, Birmingham versus Derby. Obviously, Birmingham hit without points deduction, which really sort of killed their their playoff push. Um, and now, sort of looking at the table, obviously there's quite a few teams between them and the relegation zone, but only six points above the relegation zone and with quite a few difficult games still to come. Obviously, Derby, two points outside the playoffs, uh, go to St Andrews. How do you sort of see that game going? Obviously, Birmingham were a team pushing for the playoffs, so 
have been in decent form this season before that points deduction. Um, Derby, bit hit and miss this season. I think Lampard's sort of learning on the job and I expect them next season to have a, a more convincing season. How do you see the game going and, and what would be your score prediction for that? Yeah, this is going to be a, a, a good game. I think they're both competing for playoffs early in the season before what happened to to Birmingham, the points deduction. Um, and I think Derby... I'd like to think Derby will go and win because I'd quite like to see them make the playoffs. But it's going to be a difficult game. I think Birmingham are got a lot of good players um, and they'll see this as, as an opportunity to, to scupper somebody else's playoff hopes, which I'm sure they'd love to do. Um, Chair Adams, obviously, a, a player to watch in that game. But with the return of Mason Mount, I think they'll be been better. Um, they may have only been against Bolton last week, but they, they played some really, really good football. Um, their, their away form has been a little bit of a concern recently. Um, but I, I'm going to tip them to win. I, I think it's... It, they're gonna gonna keep the pressure on those top six. So yeah, I'll go say a Derby win. Yeah, I agree. We I think Derby will, will go there and and win. Even though Birmingham have been in sort of decent form against playoff chasers in in recent weeks, and sort of looking at Birmingham's fixtures after this Derby game, you know, as I said, six points adrift of the re- oh ahead of the relegation zone. Um, at the moment, really needing a result in this Derby game because their last three games are away at Rotherham, at home to Wigan, and away at Reading, who are all sort of in and around them for that that relegation spot. You know, I expect Birmingham to stay up, but you know, a defeat to Derby, and if any of them win at the weekend and you know cut that gap to sort of three or four points, there'll be you know a lot of pressure going into those last three games for a season that you know was at one point looking like a playoff sort of push season you know, could turn quite worrying very quickly. But yeah, I think Derby will have just a bit too much for, for Birmingham in this one. And I think, you know, for Derby, I think they might just fall short of the playoffs. But obviously, I, I expect the next season, um, if they can sort of replace Mason Mount or, or get him back on loan, I don't know what the situation will be there. Um, obviously, with the Chelsea connections, it'll be a lot easier if Lampard wasn't there. Um, but I think next season, they'll they'll probably have a, a slightly better season. Um, but the last game I wanted to cover going into sort of Monday, Jake, is sort of the, the late game. We touched on uh, Leeds away at Brentford earlier on in the show as we were sort of talking about Leeds. The 5-15 game, so it's the game after everyone else has played. Really difficult place to go, Brentford. I know we've got them on the last game of the season and we never do well there whatsoever. Um, do you expect Leeds to go there and get something? Um, or do you expect Brentford to to put a spanner in the works for Leeds' automatic promotion push? Yeah, it's gonna. this is going to be a good game as well. I think Brentford are really good at home. Um Obviously, playoff contention at the start of the year didn't quite work out for them, but they are a, a very, very good team, um, and they'll be well up for trying to to ruin things for Leeds. Um, See, so yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna um, they're gonna be well at it, but I think Leeds they're they're so close to the finishing line now, and I, I just I think I just think it's they're gonna do it, um, like we said earlier. So I'll, I'm gonna go for a Leeds a Leeds narrow win, a two one, but I think it's it's gonna be very very nervy for them. I am going to sit on the fence in this one and say that this match will be a draw. I think, as you said, Brentford really good at home. Leeds, obviously, I'd expect them to win um, sort of most away games in the division. With Brentford been down in 14th as well, it seems like a bit of a 
a weird sort of prediction. But, you know, Brentford, even though they've been a bit hit and miss in recent weeks, really good at home. Uh, you know, Morpé, especially Watkins, um, score a lot of goals. And I think, you know, this could be the game that we were talking about a lot of chopping and changing in that second place race between now and the end of the season. I think this could be a game where, you know, Leeds drop a couple of points and let Sheffield United back in with a sniff. So, I'm going to stick my neck on the line with this one. I'm going to say it's going to be 2 all, um, but I think it'll be an excellent game and one that I'll definitely be watching on, on Monday tea time on TV. Um, but with that, we're out of time. Uh, cheers for joining me today, Jake. If you want to let everyone know any projects you're involved in uh, or any uh, sort of Twitter handles or anything, now would be a good time. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. Uh, you can get all my writings. I'll publish a uh, post about all of those. You can listen to the Premier League uh, show I did a club update with Kev a couple of days ago so listen to that one all about Newcastle if you're interested in that um, but yeah just thanks for listening yeah I'll be listening to you on the Premier League show I think in coming weeks I think uh, Russ the Fulham fan uh, if I've heard rightly has some uh, choice words for you between now and the end of the season so definitely uh, I'll be keeping one ear out for that um, and more importantly you can follow us on our show page which is at Championship Pod where each episode is the pinned tweet. So give us a follow and you won't miss an upload. And you can follow me on my personal Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers, where I mainly tweet about Preston North End and a little bit of German football as well. Cheers for joining us today, uh, and we'll see you next time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 